So here's all over it. Here's the breaking story of the day. The inspector general came out with the report on James Comey. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll skip to the punchline. They're not going to charge him with anything. Even though they said in their report about James Comey that he set a dangerous example for officials with access to government secrets. And the fact that he got information to a friend to get into the New York Times to try to trigger trigger a special counsel. I mean, James Comey admits that that's what he was trying to do. Yep. Comey violated FBI policy and the requirements of his FBI employment agreement when he chose this path, the report said. How you then skip to, but we're not going to charge him with anything? What's the point of having requirements and agreements if you can break them and there's no penalty? Well, there's no penalty for the powerful. If you're a, a lower level employee whose you know leaks would have much less impact, you you'll get busted. You'll the, get hammered. The New York Times goes on to say this report is the latest chapter in the story of Mr. Comey, who was castigated last year as part of a broader IG's investigation that examined his handling of the Hillary Clinton email inquiry. In trying to protect the FBI, the earlier report said Mr. Comey instead damaged its reputation. He was insubordinate by keeping hidden from Justice Department leaders his plans to hold a news conference on the Clinton investigation and violated department policy by publicly discussing the inquiry. So I it's think indefensible and one of my favorite news conferences ever. But so I think that's six different examples over two reports of how he violated uh, the rules. Right. In the FBI department, in the Justice Department, but he's not going to be charged with anything. Right. So half dozen times you can break the rules. And, well, eh, what are you going to do? You shouldn't do that. We're, we're giving you a warning. There are criminal charges, but there will be no sanctions of any kind. If you're ever no FBI director. or whatever. I don't know right. if he gets one. but If you're ever FBI director again, don't do this. Right. That's, that's our warning. Right. Or we'll get really mad. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I would expect the same sort of thing's going to happen when the report comes out. In the next couple of weeks, about Strzok and McCabe, they'll probably do the same thing. This was really out of line. You shouldn't have done this, and no penalty. Right. Imagine. Will well, they also demand apologies? <laughs> I doubt it. Well, uh, yeah, Comey demanded an apology in the uh, wake of this report, which is ballsy. I, uh, I appreciate that. Um, uh, d- 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 what was I going to say? Oh, uh, a bunch of service families are up in arms because of a misreported news story, and I want to touch on this again briefly. Joe is an illegal. Uh, <laughs> He's born in Italy. I don't think I am. Show me your papers. Send then. him back. I don't. I don't keep them, my papers. What papers? I have a lot of papers. I want to see the long form birth certificate. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I was born overseas uh, to uh, to a serviceman and his uh, bride, who happens to be my mom. Um, but I'm a citizen, and of course I'm a citizen, and of course children born to U.S. service members abroad are U.S. citizens. For God's sake. I remember there was a bit of a flap over, was it Ted Cruz or somebody somebody trying to claim that uh, a, a kid like me was not a natural-born citizen, which I will fight you for saying that. I will fight you for saying that. Uh, the, the idea that, and never mind me, I'm fine, but the idea that a, a service member is stationed overseas by the United States military, and he and his, his wife have a child, and that child, well, you can apply and get in line. I mean, are you kidding me? Anyway, um, bah, 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 bah. Uh, so that it, the the Trump administration tried to clarify who is a resident and who's not a, not who's not a resident, how that applies to citizenship, people born overseas, um, 
and and they've had to clarify because the 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 clarification was so badly misinterpreted and misreported by the media. Ken Cuccinelli, acting director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration, said this only affects children who are born outside the United States and were not U.S. citizens. Um, it does not apply to people like me. Examples might include a U.S. service member and partner or dual military couple stationed in South Korea who adopt a local South Korean child, or a non-citizen U.S. service member and partner who have a child while serving in Germany. The policy won't affect children born to U.S. citizens serving abroad. Those children are still entitled to automatic citizenship. So, I hope. Thanks to the media for making me mad for several hours yesterday for no reason then. As, well, and, as I saw that misreported everywhere. Oh, yeah, and the fact that uh, Trump has run afoul of military families and committed a terrible... He has b- broken the backs of military families to advance his own racist agenda, blah, blah. You should have heard the poo I heard yesterday, and none of it's true. So, anyway, there you go. Speaking of poo, could you have P-O-O on a vanity license plate? Not in most states, you couldn't. How about P-O-O-H, the charming children's character from A.A. Milne? You probably could, because that's not an excretion like the other one is. What if I ate Winnie the Pooh? (laughs) This story... (laughs) And I pooed poo. Well, that is meta. Um, This story is from New Hampshire. Now who's all stuffed with fluff? (laughs) (laughs) Hell! You got a mom who has had the same vanity plate. First of all, how do we feel about people with vanity plates? Are there any assumptions you can make about people who have vanity plates? Fifteen years ago, yes. Now, no. No? No assumption at all? Too omnipresent. Well, I don't know very many people. Live and let live. Well, I'm not going to attack you. Why are you attacking me? I still make assumptions about people with vanity plates. Well, you're free to do that. Thank you. Um, but uh, is, remind myself, order a vanity plate that says Jack is mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this New Hampshire mom had had the same vanity plate for 15 years, and now she's having to turn it in. Oh, no, because really? Because it references excretion. Oh, boy. Her vanity plate was, were the letters PB, then the number 4. PB4. Then it spelled out we go. P before we go. She's a mom oh driving God. around a minivan with kids. That's so funny. It is funny. And she said, it's what me and everybody says to their children before you walk out the door, pee before we go. That's she's an had excretion, it. though, Jack. She's had it for 15 years. She said she receives honks, smiles, and thumbs up from passerbys. No! The state of New Hampshire, live free or die, says you cannot have it because it references excretion. And is damaging society somehow? Now, 15 years later. It's this new Puritanism that's creeping in. Simultaneously with the bizarro, hardcore, triple X education being given to school kids that we were talking about last hour. If you didn't get it, man, grab the podcast of Hour 3 of the A&G Show. That's a good example. So you can say those words we said last hour in front of my nine-year-old. You're required But you can't have pee before we go on a license plate. Yeah. That's weird. You know, that could just be a regional difference, but New Hampshire, really? So Live free or die? I would like to know the other examples. In New Hampshire... They have 92 drivers who've received notices saying you need to turn in your vanity plate. So it was okay at some point. You got a vanity plate, but now they're asking 92 people to turn them back in. I'd like to see what they were. You'll get my vanity plate when you pry it off my cold, dead bumper. <laughs> I know what happens a lot. Come and get it. I know what happens a lot is the people at the DMV don't get what you were saying. Like it's a reference to sex or drugs or something that's 
some too, slang that they weren't yeah, up on. Too know. hip for them, and yeah. uh, and then they find out later, oh, that was about smoking weed. We can't have that. Well, that's not good. Um, right. There you go. Anyway. But this seems innocent and charming. And well, right, obviously. Speaking of innocent and charming, how about that uh, that little gal who uh, kicked that super long 55-year uh, year field goal? That's meta. Uh, Carly Lloyd, the uh, the women's uh, soccer star, U.S. women's soccer star, kicked a 55-yard field goal in a, in a practice, went viral, and now uh, people are talking about having her on an NFL squad. And then yesterday, right about the time we got off the air, I saw that an NFL player said she couldn't hack it in the NFL, and I thought, and we begin. Right, This exactly. is what we do in the United States. Somebody said she can't do it or shouldn't be allowed to do it, so now cable news has got something to talk about. <laughs> well, as a doughy middle-aged suburban dad who kicked a, uh, a, a what was probably about a 50-yarder mm-hmm. um, once, uh, and the video has been preserved, uh, we could probably link it. Might take a minute at armstrongandgetty.com. Could you do that now? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was coaching soccer at the time, and I'm older now. Plus, I've had my uh, groovy post-market, uh, aftermarket hip customization. Ain't no way. I was wondering if maybe with your new hip, maybe you couldn't kick a 70-yarder. <laughs> no, no, trust me. Titanium on titanium. But anyway, uh, Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen said he has some doubts. He tweeted in response to the video, sounds sweet until somebody blocked the kick and all of a sudden she on defense would be like the stampede scene in The Lion King. She do got a boot, though. (laughs) She could get killed in that scenario. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, this has been floating around ever since the uh, the Sinbad-led cinematic classic, uh, Necessary Unnecessary Roughness, where Kathy Ireland was the kicker for their semi-professional football team filled with ragtags and ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> I never she actually s- got a boot, though. I never actually saw the film, but I remember that. Hanson, yes. if you can make a note that our once-a-decade reference to Sinbad has been satisfied, <laughs> uh, we'll see movie. you all in 2028. So well, it had Kathy Ireland in it, so. <laughs> and Sinbad, what's not the like? Indeed. And Scott Bakula, I think? So, we got more homeless stuff you wanted to hit on? Well, I tell you what, yet another business owner has come to the fore saying, all right, the bums and junkies are putting me out of business and nobody's doing anything about it. Uh, The guy is righteous, um, and and he's outlining um, a lot of the the stupidity of the policies, uh, which is obviously a big theme, especially in the western U.S. But I'm I'm telling, oh, we got a nice note from a, a gal in Albuquerque saying, oh, my God, it's starting here. And all the civic leaders are saying all the same things they're saying in L.A. and and Seattle and Portland, Sacramento, and the rest of it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Got a note from a guy in Boise who said, yeah, we're trying. Well, actually, that big Ninth Circuit Court uh, opinion had to do with Boise, that you can't enforce your anti-bums-and-junkies camping ordinances until there's a bed available for every human being, which is insane. But anyway, more on that to come. And uh, Ed Sheeran has left the music business because he's being sued for $100 million. What? Uh, yeah, and we'll play the songs back-to-back, do one of those did-he-steal-somebody's-song deals. Oh, for goodness sakes. Uh, later this hour on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, we'll 
play the songs later this hour. So one of the biggest stars in the, in the world of music, Ed Sheeran, has called. He on stage yesterday. He said, "Well, I'm done. I'm I'm calling it quits for now because I got to fight this battle." And uh, he's being sued for a hundred million dollars, which is a lot of money. Claiming he ripped off a song from oh, one of his please. biggest hits. Please, oh, I know this is so lame. I know but we'll get is. to it in a moment or three. So yeah. So uh, international news has picked up the story of uh, Steve. Um, who is a business owner in the capital city of California, Sacramento, which, like so many western cities, is now beleaguered by bums and junkies and junkie bums and bum junkies. Yeah. Um, and uh, he had an incident the other day that was kind of a news hook. It was just yet another break-in, theft, assault, blah, blah, blah. But we'll let him describe what happened. Yeah, that was fun. Um, he was wearing very little clothes, and what he was wearing wasn't covering up the necessary bits. Mm. So um, I asked him to leave because there were customers in the store, and then he got real crazy. And on the way out, there's a big, huge table with a big China dinner service, and he just wiped it off and then ran out into the street. So naked guy goes nuts in a store, smashes a bunch of valuable antiques. Steve's an antiques dealer. What little clothing he was wearing wasn't even covering the right parts. Right, right. Uh, by the way, Steve's business is not terribly far away from Liz, uh, who we talked to a week or so ago, who has left uh, the city of Sacramento for greener pastures because there are too many bums and junkies. Um, and then, uh, so he's uh, he's asked by the reporter about various policies and ideas and expenditures. Bless the city, it's, the road to hell is paved with good intentions and they're throwing a lot of money at a very temporary solution. In fact, only a couple of nights ago they approved a um, 7.8 million uh, allowance to build two tents that will house 200 people in total and it will last about two years. And that, that's a lot of money. That works out to $39,000 per person for the two years. Yeah, you know, a hotel is cheaper than that. Yep. So the money is not being spent in the right way. He's amazingly calm for a guy who has homeless people come in and smash up his business. Right. I would not be that calm. You, you're, you're not in the United States anymore. You're in Cape Town or Haiti or some place when people just wander in and smash stuff up, and there's just nothing anybody can do. Yeah, I've got a story of that sort. A big grocery store in Austin that's going to close. Because uh, there are too many bums and junkies just walk in and steal all the time. And there's nothing they can do about it in that beautiful progressive city in uh, Texas. So they're like, well, we got to close. More on that perhaps another time. But let's roll the next clip. But the Sacramento mayor's office is saying this, uh, releasing a statement saying, in part, the courts have ruled that cities cannot enforce their anti-camping ordinances without sufficient shelter to offer people a bed. We are focused on bringing to scale a system of shelters that focus on getting people the rehabilitation, health, and other services they need, and then placing them in permanent housing. Do you think that's a good solution? Well, it's a good solution if there was lots of money in the kitty. But as you just said, it's 5,600 people are on the streets. And at the moment, they've just funded enough for 200 people. And that's a drop in the bucket. But I would say, I mean, Sacramento is a fabulous city. And where I'm located, it's close to a street called Broadway, which has the most wonderful selection of restaurants. And outside the restaurants, people will be begging. And they're begging for money. And please don't give 
these people money because it's not for food, it's for drugs. I, I don't, if you haven't caught on to that, I don't know what to do for you. If you give, if I see anybody giving money to a homeless person, I think, there's a moron. There's a complete moron. Yeah, and I hear you. Hey, by the way, uh, a message to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which passed that, you can't boot them out of a business district or off the sidewalk or park or whatever until there's a bed for every single human being. All right, so Daryl Steinberg of Sacramento, he, he gets a bed for every human being, which will never happen. be way, way, way too expensive. And then ten more guys, Ninth Circuit, decide today, I want to be a junkie and live outdoors. I just want to do drugs and party with my friends and not pay rent or do a job. Or 10 junkies move from, say, Nevada into California. Does that mean, Ninth Circuit Court, that the city of Sacramento has to then build 10 more apartments? Because 10 more guys decide to be junkies. Yes. What the hell sense does that make? You people are out of your minds. I also wanted to mention, just because <laughs> I'm, I'm a broken record on this, but reporters, politicians get away with this phrase all the time. That nice reporter there said, and get them into into a rehabilitation. It doesn't work that easy. It's not like a some sort of factory. Right. You take a drug addict and you shove them in the door and they come out the other end not a drug addict. It These places have like a 3% success rate. If you're desperate to quit drugs, it's maybe 10%. If you're forced into it by the governor of, or the it's mayor of Sacramento, please, it'll never happen. Right. It's just a waste of money. We have more on this story from some of the people in the neighborhood, what they put up with. Uh, you would you would go militant, but it's there every day. What's in your news next? Well, we got James Comey responding to the DOJ findings he violated department policies. He's yeah. on a roll. If you haven't heard these tweets, they're unbelievable. Stay tuned. <laughs> Interesting thing, they mentioned it back to school last night last night for my now fourth grader, was that fourth grade is a common time where people's friendships change. People you've been friends with since kindergarten or for years, all of a sudden you get your own separate interests and identities and people uh, and grow apart. Interesting. And it's really rough on a lot of kids to have that happen. Huh. I have no memory of that happening at a specific age, but yeah. I would assume a fourth grade teacher would, you know, you would know because you see that age year after year. Right. Sure, yeah. Here's something that happens. But Interesting. For whatever reason, that's the age when it occurs for the first time. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the Justice Department will not prosecute former FBI Director James Comey for his handling of personal memos that he wrote about one-on-one conversations with President Trump. After an internal report came out saying Comey had violated official policies, setting a dangerous example for FBI employees in an attempt to achieve a personally desired outcome. That's what the report said. That's a heck of a thing to say. To achieve a personally desired outcome, yep. you did you, you violated policies. That's the, the exact opposite thing a cop is ever supposed to do. Yep. Right. And it, it wasn't policies, you know, what color shoes you're supposed to wear. I mean, it was the sacred policies of you don't release stuff on ongoing investigations or people who are not going to be charged or might not be charged. Right. That sort of thing. It's pretty important. Yeah, the investigation was into Comey's handling of those memos that he stored in a safe in his home and then shared them with a friend to give to a reporter without telling the FBI. Comey, and, and, you know, it's probably worth mentioning that's a distinction without a difference. 
that he shared them with a friend who shared them with the FBI, uh, with the New York Times. He only did that so that he could go on news shows, look straight into the camera, and say, I never shared anything with a reporter. Which is right. just so weak. Right. And is also absolutely, and, and, and Jim Comey, you might recognize this as a law enforcement officer, that's absolutely evidence of premeditation. You lion bag. Well, Comey doesn't see it that way. Comey uh-huh. tweeting his response this morning. Quote, he tweeted in post-meditation. He was doing a Bikram's hot yoga class and uh, decided to come out and comment. Well, you want to finish before you tweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tweeting his response, quote, I don't need a public apology from those who defame me, but a wow. quick message with a sorry we lied about you would be nice. He got a couple of balls on him like coconuts. I'm sorry to be frank, folks, but are you kidding me? That's absurd. I don't need a written apology. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? You an had, apology? You had an affair. You walk in and tell your wife, I don't need a written apology that you drove me to another woman. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, well, I would duck or run if you try that one. Man, that's, that's a heck of a move. Act, statements are absurd, but I can't help but admire it just a little oh, bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Part of me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that is that is exquisite. <laughs> Tone deaf egomania. I mean, that, that may be the best I've ever seen. Oh, so, it's yeah, so incredibly Sean, tone it. deaf. I'm telling you. He didn't help himself in any way with that. Coco nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, MSNBC host Lawrence O'Donnell apologized for and retracted a story he had done in which he cited an unnamed single source as saying President Trump had been given loans by Deutsche Bank that were co-signed by Russian oligarchs close to Russian President Vladimir Putin. O'Donnell saying, Last night on this show, I discussed information that wasn't ready for reporting. I repeated statements. A single source told me about the president's finances and loan documents with Deutsche Bank, saying, if true, as I discussed the information, was simply not good enough. I did not go through the rigorous verification and standards process here at MSNBC before repeating what I heard from my source. Had it gone through that process, I would not have been permitted to report it. I should not have said it on air or posted it on Twitter. I was wrong to do so. I didn't realize MSNBC had any standards. Where's the hammer? I, I you know, I'm not going to stop the hammering. I'm not going to say it in as hurtful a way as you just did. I didn't know you really needed to have that kind of standards to be an opinion host. I don't think you do. You know, some guy told me, and I don't know if this is true or not, but if it is, imagine this is what would happen. He's got a hammer. He, he, traffer, he hammers that sort of thing constantly on his show. I guess this one was so big and serious and egregious that. I don't know. M- NBC felt the need to say well, something. Well, the, the White House came out and said, we're going to sue over that story. Right. There, there was some story about that where you, we, right, need a, right. we need a retraction within X amount of time or we'll continue down right, this road. Right, true enough, yeah. Right. I didn't go through the rigorous standards NBC News has. I didn't go through any standards. A guy who hadn't even seen the documents told you something might have happened. Where's the hammer? <laughs> This f***ing stupid hammering. (laughs) I love that so much. If it feels like it's been a while since you've been able to sit down and uh, spend some real time getting into a book, you're not alone. There's a new Harris pullout. Found 81% of those people asked said they felt like they don't read as much as they'd like to. Of course. Yeah. Our brains don't work for reading long form anymore. I'm grateful for us deciding to do our book review podcasting. It made me read a book. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can get that at armstrongandgetty.com. It's, it's a little cerebral, but the reviews so far are quite nice. About half the people of said... the podcast? Yeah. Um, yeah, people are really reacting well to it. If you don't Good. like it, don't tell me. I don't care. 
It's got a lot of S-bombs in it. It does have a fair number for oh, a serious my. review of a book. I said really? like seven or something. Yeah, yeah you I was really, out of control. Really a plurality came really, from you? Really oh, nice. absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, Matthew McConaughey has added professor to his resume. He has joined the faculty of the prestigious University of Texas at Austin as a professor of practice. I want you to turn in your homework from the inside of the classroom to the outside, then from the outside in, and then from the back to the front. All right, now I'm going to need everybody to take out their bongos and strip down naked. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a little powwow. He's was, he was in the syllabus. He should have read the syllabus. Turns out the Oscar winner has been co-teaching the script-to-screen film production class for the last five years. I would love to take a film class from uh, old Matthew. Yep. You're a very good professor. Thank you. This fall, he's going to give a unique behind-the-scenes view of The Gentleman, which comes out next year. Okay. Oh, a, a current film. Yeah. So yeah, there you everybody go. Everybody wins. Do we have any Matthew McConaughey clips? Uh, obviously not, but he's, he's, he's a crazy dude, man. He's a strange ranger. I think but the closest thing actor. we had is the Woody Harrelson yeah. quoting McConaughey talking yes, about, I yeah. just forget about it, man. Oh, no, that was Matthew <laughs> no, the other way. Right, right, yeah. 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 Man, was he good in that true detective show. Woo, no. <laughs> really good. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I first became aware of him in the gay cowboy movie. Oh, uh, that was a big the, thing. Was it a club? No, it was Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Lost 80 pounds or something. Skeletal. Um, uh, so on the way, it's become a, a, a fairly recent phenomenon where musicians sue other musicians saying they stole the song, even though so many pop songs sound alike. But anyway, this is a big one. This is the biggest one yet. Ed Sheeran, one of the biggest stars on the planet, being sued by Marvin Gaye for uh, uh, his... Marvin Gaye's dead. Marvin Gaye's estate for $100 million. And we'll play a little bit of the songs back-to-back, and you can compare them. And uh, also, we're celebrating a giant anniversary here on the Armstrong and Getty Show, we should probably mention, among other things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Baby, my heart could still fall out. This song, Ed Sheeran, probably his giant launched him to worldwide fame. Oh, well, you're encouraging Henry. And uh, thinking out loud, and it's one of the biggest hits he's he's ever had. And so he announced Tuesday at the end of his record-breaking tour that he was taking a break from music for at least the next year and a half to fight some legal battles. Wow. And it came out that Marvin Gaye's estate, musician from way back in the day. Yeah. Marvin Gaye died years Incredibly ago. Incredibly gifted, wonderful singer. The Marvin Gaye's estate is suing Ed Sheeran, claiming that he ripped off one of Marvin Gaye's songs to make Thinking Out Loud, and is suing him for $100 million. Yeah, boy. Now, the reason that probably got Ed Sheeran's attention was Marvin Gaye's estate sued Pharrell and that thick character um, uh, for $80 million. Over the Blurred Lines song from a Do you mean a, a heavy set man or a <laughs> Robin Thicke? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Robin Thicke, yeah. yes. That's yeah. the actually his name. Not yeah. not a heavy set gentleman. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> but, but Marvin Gaye's estate got $80 million in that one, so Ed Sheeran's probably thinking, this is wow. serious. This actually could happen, or oh, I end boy. up paying $100 million. And somebody else had sued him over uh, 
Shape of You, which might be his second biggest hit of all time, and the courts had blocked any royalties until that gets settled out. So two of his biggest hits are either he's going to pay money or he doesn't get to make money off of it. Oh, and this will probably go on for the rest of his days. God, and as a guy who's, what is he, 28 years old? Boy, well, nothing sounds more exciting than instead of touring and chicks and booze and all that sort of stuff. And creativity. And creativity. I'm going to sit in a room with lawyers every day for the next well, year yeah. and a half. Well, and come on, if Led Zeppelin got sued last year, Ed Sheeran will spend the rest of his life and his people doing this. Well, let's hear a little of uh, Ed Sheeran's song, I guess. Whichever one you want to do first. Ed Sheeran first? Uh, yeah, well, this is this is uh, just a mashup of them back-to-back. Okay. Darling, I will be loving you till 17. Let's get it on. So those are the, the album versions. Here's kind of a more stripped-down instrumental thing where you can kind of hear the, the chord progressions and the melody a little bit better. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Darling, I love. Darling, I will be loving you till 17. Well, the same thing, you see. This um, wears my ass out. It really does. I'm sorry. Well, so does this? Is this usually a jury decision? Yeah, and unless so, you ask for a bench trial. I guess if you if you get twelve just random regular people in a jury and they listen to those back to back, they're going to say absolutely you ripped that off. Yeah. If you ask anybody who's ever like tried to make any music, they 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 would probably say, well, there's only so many. Chord progressions. <laughs> yeah, and, and I could name you 50 other songs with this one, which has been hilariously illustrated on the Internet at times, um, that, that, you know, you'll have 10 of the 20 biggest pop songs in the last year are all the same song. So, yeah, the very question is ridiculous. And, and the uh, plaintiff's attorneys, I guarantee you, are booting every single musician or songwriter off the jury. You can't have a songwriter on that jury because they'd say, oh, no, it's impossible to write a song that doesn't have striking similarities to another song. It's an impossibility. I just remember I used to do this thing when I would sit around late at night drinking, playing guitar with, like, you know, people at my house or whatever. I'd do some chord progression where it was like four songs I'd do in a row with the same chord progression. Right. And people would always be amazed by that. Right. Because it was like a Creedence Clearwater song and then a, you know, a more current song and that sort of stuff. Because it's the same thing. Right. It's just, there's only so many ways to structure three or four chord songs. Right. But I, I could see, he must be concerned. He actually could lose $100 million if he's taking this big break. Well, again, it ain't about justice. It's about what a jury says. And right. you can dupe a jury into saying crazy stuff. If I'm Sheeran's lawyer, I'm I'm making the argument that a jury of of his peers, my client's peers, is other professional musicians. Right. We need a jury of nothing but professional gingers. Music. Yes, with an English accent. Well, that's Hopefully a they open for Taylor Swift. To me. Yeah. You can get uh, Elton John in here. Is there anybody else? It's a Elton short John's the jury. <laughs> Ginger <laughs> Baker. <laughs> Sorry, it's a bit of an obscure musical reference, but yeah, I mean, the, you almost have to have the Supreme Court step in and make a "it's impossible to write an original pop song" ruling, and have that enshrined right. so this stops. And the first time I ever heard that <clears throat> Ed Sheeran song, which his singing on it is amazing, but um, 
First time I ever heard of this, I thought that sounds kind of like Let's Get On. He even does, I wasn't like wounded by it or anything. Right, right. thought anything terrible would happen. He does mashups like in, when he's performing live. He'll do Thinking Out Loud, and then he'll kind of do the chorus of Let's Get It On, and then he go, he he himself recognized the similarities and performed it as such. Oh, sure. sure. I've yeah, seen I've musicians heard, do that before, too. And yeah. it's fun. It's cool when they do that. Yeah. They drop in, you know. And me, as somebody who doesn't understand how music works, I look like somebody just pulled a rabbit out of a hat. Like when they do, I'm like, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a shame. And it's all about attorneys getting paid. I mean, if. Yeah, it's not because they're into it for the sanctity of the music. Right, right. If, you know, any of my crap had ever been on the radio, actually, it's going to be on the radio next week, but um, I would employ somebody, I would find some musician and say, listen, I'm going to pay you $50,000. This year, I want you working eight hours a day, four days a week is plenty. I want you to just look and look and look until you find a hit song that sounds anything like any of my songs. That's all I'm gonna do. All I want out of you for fifty thousand dollars, and I would just go around suing people and settling for I don't know thirty, forty, fifty bucks a pop, right. or fifty grand a pop. That has probably happened, and, That's what's and going I would on right make now. a substantial profit. That's probably what's going on, and now it's computers. Exactly what's going on, yeah. With computers, they probably have the ability to run songs through some sort of computer program, yeah. and it just brings up all the hits that have match up. Right. But how far can you take it? Could I? Could oh, I? Yeah, re- I don't need some uh, out of work, dope smoking guitarist. I use algo. Uh, could rhythms. I record a song in a studio? <clears throat> we got it on. Yes. Sing it exactly the same. We got it on. Ah! Do it exactly the same way, and that's okay because it's... Well, that's the problem. Yeah, where do you draw the line? That is the problem. Yeah. Well, and that's what the judges would say. Where do you draw the line? We're going to trust a jury to make that judgment. But they should screwed. Having listened to that that way, if they play that in front of a jury, he's screwed. Yeah. The only possible defense is he needs to play that video. I remember there was some band, or was it a a two-guy act or whatever... They go. They do ten recent hit songs that are exactly the same chord pattern, and and it's it's hilarious and amazing and revealing. That that's the only defense that I think would work. So here's what the defense needs to do. He asks the judge, "Hey, uh, my client would like to address the courtroom." He steps up, pulls out an acoustic guitar, just starts doing a little impromptu concert. He just entertains the pants off of these jury right. members. There's no way they're going to vote against him. Then. And they right. issue so a yes, yeah. but tell with it yeah. ruling. The younger yeah. women are in love with him. The yeah. older women want to be his mom because he has that thing going. <laughs> like, that was a great guy. That was fantastic. And he wins them over. <laughs> be a unique defense. <laughs> I think he's out of luck. Alexa, play Final Thoughts by Armstrong and Getty. Okay, here's some idiotic music by a pair of halfwits and their merry band of simpletons. That was mean-spirited, Alexa. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Oh, I love it. Let's get a final thought from everybody. There he is, our esteemed newsman, Marsha Phillips. I'll tell you, I am going to, because it's getting hot, hot, hot again, I'm going to be indulging in some water sport and sprinkler dancing in the next few days. <laughs> oh, you got to get that on video, man. Is there a club for this? You'll be on the Today Show next week if you get that out there. <laughs> there he is in the control room, Michelangelo pressing the buttons. Final thought? Watching the Scrambled Playboy channel, looking at National Geographic, a day at the zoo. That's how I learned about sex, and it's good enough for your kids, by Craggy. <laughs> a day wow. at the zoo. <laughs> wow. Positive, Sean. Uh, final thought? Yes, there was about a 27-minute window today where I did not know where my phone was, and I experienced panic and dread. And I feel like now I completely understand what it's like to be a parent. <laughs>
Wow. I totally understand it. Wow. I'm ready to wow. give advice. Address your angry emails to oh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Jack, final thought for us? We did the dirtiest segment of radio we've ever done today by far, and it was reading the curriculum for fourth graders. Fourth to sixth, yep. It's just amazing. Absolutely yeah, they're, amazing. They're trying to trot out in California schools. It was astounding. Uh, my final thought, back to the bums and junkies story in Sacramento. Uh, this is 70-year-old waitress, Terry. She's 70 years old. She starts every working day at 4.15 cleaning up needles and poop and washing down urine, shooing the homeless off the property. They'll strip their clothes off. I find them completely naked. Heroin. It's mostly heroin, but Oxycontin and other opioids. And she lets them come in and use the bathroom, but she tells them, if you take what you do in your hand and smear it on the walls, then you're not coming in again. Oh, jeez. 70-year-old woman, that's her everyday reality right. in Bum and Junkieville, a.k.a. America's Haiti, California. That's nice. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks for a little time. If you do see something uh, we ought to be talking about, send it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or if you have an opinion, feel free to weigh in. We've got a lot of good clicks and, and articles and, and videos and the rest of it at armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, plus the, the podcast that Jack just mentioned and our XL podcast with, uh, with Tim Sandifer, among others. Yeah, Austin, Tim, and uh, Craig sitting around talking about socialism. I think it's a pretty decent conversation. You should check that out wherever podcasts are given away for free. (laughs) See you. God bless America.